if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Allow me to explain. It's free, and we all love free stuff. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And for the third day in a row, we are recording another podcast. This one more so focused on the offseason and the free agency period that's coming up. Free agency will start on Friday, uh, and we are recording this on Wednesday after, well, I guess somehow the draft still isn't over, so that's fun. The draft has taken, like, extremely long, and uh, there's still a few picks to go, so uh, this we're at the point of the draft now where it doesn't even matter, you know, who's picked uh, for the most part, who knows what's going to happen with those players, but joining me once again for this is Matthew Zader, at Matthew Zader SC on Twitter, uh, covers the Canucks, the Vancouver Giants, and the NHL, as well as the draft for the hockey writers and contributes at Fanside of the Canuck Way, co-host of the Canucks Pucks podcast. Matthew, how are, how are you? Doing good. All right, let's jump into this. Uh, first off, anything stand out to you with the draft today at all? I mean, there were quite a few guys that dropped. Um, you know, we were talking about Gundler. He still went a little further into the second round than I anticipated. Um, I mean, there's quite a few skilled players that dropped. Poirier was another guy that I thought uh, went a little lower than uh, than anticipated. So, there were some surprises, uh, but like you say, second, third, fourth rounds is kind of it's interesting on um, where guys go and like even the Canucks got Yoni Yermo and I thought he was going to be a second round pick. So it's it's interesting as the draft goes into the, uh, that deep. Yeah, the Yermo pick for the Canucks, I very much like that pick for them, and okay. I really like what Toronto's done today. A lot of people are going to say that you know the size of the players that they got are smaller, but you look at some of the guys they got. I think that uh, Kyle Dubas and the guys in the Toronto front office did a good job today. I mean, you look at kind of what they did. Also, Minnesota, I think, did a good job. Mm -hmm. Uh, And another pick that I really like is a guy that you highlighted months ago on one of your articles. I believe it was a third-round target piece for your your Canucks. Uh, Yan Kuznetsov at 50. Oh, yeah. The uh, Calgary Flames, a UConn guy there. And then you look at, like, Hervonen at 59 for Toronto is a good pick, I think. they got Nimala at 64 in Toronto. A guy that I liked at 69 for the Hurricanes was Nikishin, the defenseman out of the KHL. Uh, John Luke Foodie going at 75 for the, the Avs stood out to me. Um, as we mentioned, Yermo going to the Canucks at 82. Uh, I really like Dylan Peterson, the center uh, from the U.S. Development Program at 86 for my uh, Blues. I like yeah. that pick. Uh, and then I Overall, I'd say uh, Michael Binning at 95, the defenseman who I believe is the nephew of Jim Binning, the Canucks GM, uh, yeah. going at 95. I like that pick. And then Pitlick at 99 for the Devils stood out to me. But uh, very interesting day in the draft. A lot of players falling, a lot of guys that you know we didn't anticipate to, to get drafted getting drafted. There's a few guys that we saw uh, from that. And then, like, you look at – the very top – I mean, John Jason Paterka, I think, was a great pickup for the Sabres at 34. What do you think about him? Yeah, I'd, I'd say so too. I mean, you look at guys like uh, – I was just, just another guy just highlighting is Amon Powell I thought went way lower uh, than I thought. And, uh, I mean, it was after even the Canucks picked, and I, I kind of wanted the Canucks to pick him. Um, but, I mean, yeah, the, the Sabres did a good job with uh, getting him at 34. Um, and But, like I say, it's like you see some of these guys, like Hells Bronze is another guy I thought – would go a little higher. I mean, did go early in the second. Uh, and, uh, you know, Ryan O'Rourke, Noel Gundler, uh, you know, guys like like that. It's and I, Another guy I was really surprised, Brock Faber going that high. I thought he was going to be a third-round pick around where the Canucks were picking. So uh, a lot of guys kind of moving around from where their rankings uh, set them at. Yeah, I think that a lot of people are going to label the Minnesota Wild as draft winners uh, because they get Marco Rossi in the first round at number nine, and then they go, you know, in the second round, they uh, they get Ryan O'Rourke in the mid-30s. I thought that was a great pick. I know uh, Mark Scheig of the Hockey Writers, where we uh, write 
had O'Rourke as his steal of the draft. I, I agree with that. I thought O'Rourke would have been a great pick uh, for the Blues at 26. But uh, aside from the draft, Friday is going to be likely an insane day because not only do we not know the financial situations for a lot of these teams, we have no idea where some of these players could end up. I feel like we're going to see some like shocking yeah. results on some of these players. So let's start at the top. Let's start at the top of the RFA tree. What do you think happens with Barzell? Cause I think a lot of people think it's likely going to be a bridge deal for him. And uh, as I mentioned a couple of days ago, we need a GM to be a hero and offer sheet him. Uh, but what do you think happens with Matt Barzell? Yeah, it's going to be interesting uh, to see what happens with him because the Islanders, they're going to have to sign him, and I think they're going to—they're probably going to match if someone does offer sheet him. But depends on what what the offer is. I mean, it's it's going to—I think we will see an offer sheet, especially at this time. Uh, we usually don't see it, but I think there's going to be at least one to some of these uh, key players, like you know Barzell and guys like that, because there are some uh, intriguing names on the RFA list uh, this year. Absolutely. And you look at the Islanders situation, they have 8.9 right now in projected cap space. They have Barzell's and RFA. Matt Martin is a guy they should probably re-sign based on how he was in the playoffs, but he won't cost much, obviously. Uh, But they also have Devon Taves and Ryan Pulak are a couple other RFAs they have. So the good thing for them is that they don't have to be cap compliant until the season. But you look at, I think it would take probably like a $10 million per year offer sheet for a team to have a chance for Lou Lamarillo to not bring Barzell back. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, he'll sign probably like a somewhat of a bridge deal that's uh, anywhere from eight to 10. But I don't really think that we know how much players are going to sign for. So I don't really know how this is going to work. But let's go to um, a UFA. Mike Hoffman scored 59 points in 69 games, 29 goals last year. Uh, I think he's gone from Florida. Where do you think he ends up? Yeah, Florida is. Uh, I think they're they're gonna have to re-sign probably one of those guys that uh, their top two scorers are UFAs. So I mean, uh, Hoffman's gonna be a guy. I think they're gonna try to re-sign, but like you said, I I don't know. I don't think they're gonna be able to. Um, there are some some teams that are gonna need that need scoring uh, moving forward that have a lot of cap space. I mean, you look at uh, the Detroit Red Wings, Ottawa Senators, all those like lower end teams that uh, have money to play with. Um, I mean, they're the only, a lot of those teams that have the money are all uh, lower end teams. So I think they're going to be throwing money around and the UFA market. I think Hoffman may actually go uh, to a team like Ottawa or uh, Detroit uh, in the end, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. I I think for Mike Hoffman, I kind of look at like maybe Buffalo, um, you know, they have 29 or 32 in projected cap space right now. They have Sam Reinhardt, Victor Olofsson, yeah. um, are a couple of RFAs that they have, Brandon Montour, Linus Olmark. But uh, maybe Nashville. I mean, Nashville has a lot of cap to play with. I mean, 17, that's pretty good. And you look at, like, they buy out Kyle Turris today. Uh, they, they just brought in Luke Cunning in that deal earlier with Minnesota. Uh, Craig Smith and Mikel Granlin are likely gone from there. So I think if you can get a guy like Hoffman, plug him into the top six. He'll be playing with a good center regardless, and he could probably score 35-40 in a full season. Uh, yeah. but, but if I had to guess, I would say Hoffman has gone from Florida, and I think Dadnov returns. What do you think about Dadnov? Yeah, I think Dadnov's the guy that they're going to uh, keep. I mean, he's a bit – I'm pretty sure he's a bit younger than Hoffman too. So I, I, think, I think he's the guy that they'll keep. Um, Hoffman's probably gone. Uh, like you say, Buffalo's a good – a team that he could go to. Um, we say that Ottawa got uh, got a goaltender uh, today too. So uh, it's they have to now re-sign him. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, and also like Mike Hoffman playing with Jack Eichel would be oh. a huge get for the Sabres. The Sabres are already a team with a lot of talent. They just have to find a way to put it all together. I mean – I think Ristolainen is going to be good at some point. I mean, he's already been good, but I think he can get even better. Uh, Rasmus Stalin looks like he's the real deal. Sam Reinhardt's going to get a good amount of money in RFA with his deal this year. Uh, but let's go to a couple of Metropolitan Division 
teammates that are RFAs, Ryan Strom and Anthony D'Angelo or Tony D'Angelo, however you want to go. Uh, both these guys scored a lot of points. I mean, 59 for Strom and 53 for D'Angelo. D'Angelo, an offensive defenseman in the back end. Strom played very well with our Timmy Panarin this year. If I had to guess in the end, I think both of those guys will stay with the Rangers. The Rangers have $23 million in projected cap space right now, and those are their two big RFAs to take care of. What do you think about uh, the situation for Strom and D'Angelo? Yeah, I think the Rangers are are going to keep them. I mean, they have the money to re-sign them, and they're both key players. That's why they got rid of uh, – they traded Stahl to get that cap, you know, add some more cap space to re-sign these guys. And uh, I think they're going to be – they're going to come back um, under, I mean, they have the money to do it. So I think that's probably what will happen. And I think both guys probably looking at like maybe five a year, six, maybe. Yeah. Um, So not, not too much to deal with there. Uh, Let's go to Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall wins the heart, goes to New Jersey, goes to Arizona, hasn't really had any time to shine in the playoffs. And I think that, his number one priority should be trying to find a team that he thinks can win. And I think a team that I would look at right now, because we have no idea how much money he's going to get. Like, I don't, I think it's going to be a lot less than what was anticipated going into it maybe six months ago, but I could see a team like Colorado, a team that, you know, Colorado has 22 million in projected cap space right now. And you look at their situation, uh, Nachushkin's an RFA, Kamenev's an RFA, Burakovsky, Graves, Adorov, all RFAs. They're probably going to have to give money to a goaltender uh, if they don't want to – I mean, if they want to get a goaltender with a better resume than Grubauer. I mean, Grubauer was good enough, I think. Um, but I can see a team like Colorado giving maybe like a two- or three-year deal with a higher AAV for Taylor Hall and put Taylor Hall right on the probably – I mean, I don't know how you can't put him on the first line, but maybe put him on the second line. What do you think about uh, Taylor Hall? Yeah, Taylor Hall uh, is a guy that I think he wants to go to a team that'll win because uh, I don't see him re-signing in Arizona. Arizona's a mess with their cap stuff too, so I don't think he's coming back there. Uh, and I think, yeah, like you say, Hall is he's getting up there in age now, and I think he wants to stop being on teams that get first overall picks um, when he's on the team and uh, go to a team that actually has a chance to win. And Colorado has as good a chance as anyone, and he'll be playing with some pretty uh, talented players as well. So that's, that's a good, uh, that's a good target. Uh, I think Colorado should go for. So uh, that, that's an interesting one there. Well, and you look at what Colorado could do. They already have a great power play. Okay. How about you make your power play? Landeskog, McKinnon, Randon, McCarr, Hall. I mean, that's unfair. That's, <laughs> that's Tampa Bay lightning to the max. That's better than the lightning's power play probably. But um Let's go to the best defenseman in the market, which is Alex Petrangelo, scored 52 points in 70 games, 16 goals. Uh, one of the best 2A D-man in the league. Uh, you know, he's right there with a lot of those guys. He's probably a little bit behind Hedman, Yossi, those types, but uh, one of the best. Top 10 in the game for sure. And it's not looking like he's going back to St. Louis. That seems very unlikely. Uh, you know, some of the conversations that I've had, with some people that know the blues more than I do, it doesn't sound very optimistic, but um, where do you think Petrangelo could end up on this free agency market? Yeah, he's, he's uh, interesting. Uh, the Canucks were, were kind of talking about, I don't know. I've, we've been talking about uh, signing Petrangelo and again, that's money the Canucks don't have. So I don't think he's going there, but I think he's going to a team like, you know, you look at the Rangers, too. Like, they, they traded away Stahl. Um, I think they may make a pitch for Petrangelo. Uh, you look at uh, teams like, well, Colorado, too. I mean, they, they could uh, look at him. And, you know, Calgary. They all have cap space to try to go for a guy like him. And it's, it's funny how all the teams that were kind of talking about when he was looking like he was leaving, all the teams are saying, oh, you know, Toronto, um, the Canucks, and all these uh, – teams don't have the cap space to sign them and it's just funny that the teams that do aren't the ones being talked about I think I could see a team that like this could be a deal that comes out of nowhere with where he goes what about like Ottawa because oh, yeah. 42 million in cap space here's what you say to him okay we have a great system coming up we have a lot of young players you get to play 28 minutes a night you get to play next to Thomas Shabbat I mean that's not bad 
and uh, they could offer him a lot of money. They have 42 mil right now. They didn't qualify Anthony Duclair. Who knows if they get a deal done with him. They have Connor Brown, Chris Tierney as RFAs. Uh, defensively, they have Andreas England as, a, as an RFA, and they have to pay Matt Murray, who they just traded for. But I feel like they could give Petrangelo like a, more money per year than probably anybody else could offer. They have more cap space projected right now than anybody by $10 million to the second-place team with projected cap space. And you get – he can play top pair minutes, shut down minutes with Shabbat. I mean, that's a pretty good deal. I mean, I could see that happening, and I think that that's something that no one's expecting. So we'll see what happens with him. Uh, I think Reinhardt stays with Buffalo. I don't really think there's anything else to discuss on that one. Uh, Tory Krug, probably the second-best D-man on the open market. I don't think he's going to be back in Boston. His cap hit was 5.25 this year. The Bruins have $14 million in cap space, but they have some guys to take care of such as uh, Jake DeBrusque and uh, Matt Grizzlick. Uh, Zdeno Chara is probably going to come back for something low. Um, what do you think happens with Krug? Yeah, Krug is another guy like, you know, some of these teams that have high cap space. And, you know, we talked about Ottawa there. And Ottawa could go for him, a guy like him too, because uh, same thing, you know, offer him that type of thing. And, they're looking like a better team going forward, especially with that acquisition of Matt Murray. You know, their goaltending is now solidified uh, there and all the talent that's coming up. Uh, it could offer a pretty good uh, environment to play in. So, I mean, you know, teams that are there, I I see, again, the Rangers could maybe go for, for Tory Krug as well. And, and you know, there's, there's it's just it has to be a team that has a cap space because I don't think, there's just no money to move around right now. That's why we haven't seen many trades. We thought there was going to be a lot of trades on the draft floor here. There wasn't much. I think the main, biggest one was uh, that Matt Murray deal, and you had Josh Anderson moving and, and Max Domi there. So uh, there wasn't much that actually happened to move money around. All right, we'll skip over a couple of uh, – I do think Krug's going to go to Detroit. Uh, we'll skip over a couple RFAs. Because I think uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, he's going to stay. Tyler Bertuzzi is going to stay. Uh, we already discussed Dadnov. Uh, Kubelik will stay, I'm assuming, uh, after scoring 30 goals. I think they got to keep him there. Burakovsky as well. Let's go to Tyler Toffoli. And there was a report today that I saw that he will likely be hitting the open market. Couldn't agree with anything on the Canucks. You're close to the situation. What do you think happens with Toffoli? Yeah, Toffoli, a couple weeks ago there was – talk that he was close to a deal and he was now waiting for the Canucks to move some money. Uh, that never happened. Uh, Benning never actually did any moves at the draft saying, you know, he was trying to get a second round pick never happened. Uh, he hasn't moved anything at all in regards to the big contracts and they're still trying to re-sign uh, Markstrom who we'll talk, probably talk about soon. So, I mean, it, it's, it's not looking good right now unless there's a, some last minute deals here that, uh, to move some cap space to re-sign him. But I think he does enter the open market. We'll see what happens with him. But, I mean, it's not – door's not closed on a deal. But I think in the end, it's, it's not looking good for Toffoli coming back to the Canucks. And, but we'll see. I mean, there could – anything can happen in the next uh, couple of days. I think that uh, it's going to be kind of a one or the other thing. Like, I, I'm not sure Markstrom's going to come back. And I think I tweeted earlier they can afford – to let Markstrom walk and not overpay him, despite the fact of how good he is. But Dimko's looked great, and I think that they could get another guy uh, behind him for cheap as a backup, someone who's, you know, a veteran goaltender that they could get on the down low. And I think that Toffoli likes playing in Vancouver. I think he'll stay. I think eventually they'll reach something. Uh, I think maybe he'll take a short-term deal with less of a an annual average salary Um than, than he'd expected, I'd say. Uh, he's making 4.6 this season. Um, so I think he'll eventually circle back and sign there again. Uh, a couple more RFAs. I think Sorelli stays. Brown and Ottawa stays. Olofsson stays. Now, Duclair. Duclair was not qualified by Ottawa because apparently the tweet that I saw before we uh, started recording was that he is representing himself and he believes that he's worth more than Ottawa's best offer. What do you think about Anthony Duclair? Because he was an all-star, 23 goals last year. What do you think about him? Yeah, he turned a corner, and uh, and I think he's just looking at maybe a different situation than Ottawa. I try to go for maybe another team, but uh, he is worth 
worth the money. And I, I think even a, a team like the Canucks, if they don't re-sign uh, to Foley going after a guy like him, because I was really impressed with how he uh, played in the last season. So we'll see what happens with him. But he will have interest, that's for sure. Yeah, I think when you look at Duclair, what about like uh... – New Jersey. I mean, you look at their situation, mm-hmm. 26 mil projected right now. Uh, they have RFAs, Jesper Brat and uh, uh, McKenzie Blackwood's going to get paid. We know that. But, like, I mean, he would be perfect to play next to Heeshear or Hughes um, as a winger. And who knows if Paul Mary's there. I could see Paul Mary being traded this year or at some point during the season. Um, but Duclair's interesting. He could still return to Ottawa, I'm sure, if they up their offer. But Ottawa's got a lot of forwards coming up, and he's only 24, so he'll be worth whoever gets him. You're likely getting a 20-goal scoring top six, second-line guy probably, maybe first depending on the team. But interested to see what happens with him. Let's go to Tyson Berry. He had a bit of a down year for his standards um, in uh, Toronto, scored 39 points, just five goals in 70 games. I'm pretty sure the door's closed on him returning to the Maple Leafs. Uh, what do you think happens with Tyson Berry? Yeah, Tyson Berry has been tied to the Canucks uh, quite a few times here, and I think Benning really likes him uh, for the system that the Canucks play. Uh, if they don't ultimately uh, get a defenseman, as he said, he wants to get another top four defenseman somehow and with whatever money he has. Uh, I say he's they're throwing an offer, offer at Berry. I think why he had a down year, I don't think Toronto used him uh, right in how he's supposed to be playing as that rush defenseman. I don't think um, he was played uh, correctly uh, in, in Toronto, but I think teams, again, teams that don't get Tory Krug, teams that don't get Petrangelo will uh, turn to him. So as far as Barry goes, I think that he could go to Vancouver. We've been hearing that for a long time and who knows what Vancouver's blue line looks like because I don't, I'm not so sure Tanev comes back and Stetcher wasn't qualified. Who knows what happens with them? I could see that, but I could also see Calgary uh, being a destination for him. 16 million in cap space. Uh, they're probably going to lose Eric Gustafson who they got as an R or at the deadline. Uh, they have Mangiapane as an RFA. Um, TJ Brody, is a free agent. Travis Hamannick's a free agent. Forbore is a free agent. Michael Stone. They have a lot of defensemen that they're likely going to lose, and they might need to get a new goaltender at some point. So I think Calgary could be a destination for Barry, and I think that they would offer uh, a good amount of money to get him, like something that he's probably not worth based off of last season, but yeah. could be worth uh, down the line. Uh, more RFAs. Anthony Mantha, I'm assuming, stays in Detroit as well as Dylan Strom in Chicago and then Chris Tierney in Ottawa, assuming all those guys stay put. Um, let's go to Jake Vertanen, an RFA uh, for the Canucks. One of two, Let's talk about Gaudet and Vertanen, two RFAs for the Canucks. Uh, Vertanen's 23, Gaudet's 23. Gaudet had 33 points last year. Vertanen had 36 plus 18 goals for him. Uh, what do you think the likelihood of one of these guys being traded is at this point now that the draft is over and will they both stay or one leaves or what do you think there? Um, Vertanen I thought was going to be traded um, for a pick or something uh, in the draft here, but that never happened. Uh, there wasn't a lot of chatter about it either. So I, I think, I think Vertanen is still going to be traded. Um, ultimately he has arbitration rights as an RFA. So uh, he's going to be worth a lot more than his 1.25 that, or 1.5 that he had. Uh, he's going to be around that 3 million range. So it's a, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, Godet's coming back. I mean, the Canucks have been developing him for the last few years, and he had a good season last last year. If the Canucks could get him some wingers, I think he can be that, that good third-line um, scoring center and something like that. But I don't think Vertanen – I think Vertanen's played his last game as a Canuck guy. There's going to be something that will happen with him. It could be a sign-and-trade, but I think Vertanen's done uh, in Vancouver. Okay, so let's go to um, Jake DeBrusque, another RFA, a guy that could be traded uh, from Boston. He's going to be worth a lot. Boston has some other things to take care of. He had 19 goals in 65 games. Uh, do you think DeBrusque eventually signs – somewhat of a bridge deal to stay in Boston. 
Yeah, it, it depends on how Boston deals with their other uh, issues because they've been in the talks with Ekman Larson as well. So uh, trying to move money around to try to get him. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Nebraska is, uh, is, is going to be he's, – he's around the same point totals as Verkanen. Uh, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him as well and what money he'll command. And, uh, but I, I think ultimately he was again in trade talks um, with that Ekman Larson. He was going to be in that deal. Uh, rumors were saying that. So I think he's going to be another guy that will be traded before uh, next season. All right, so let's go to uh, Kevin Shattenkirk, who is an unrestricted free agent. Played a key role down the stretch in Tampa's Cup run, 34 points in 60 or in 70 games. So I think the likelihood is that Shattenkirk's gone because there is a brutal cap situation in uh, Tampa right now. So Shattenkirk, I feel like he could be not a very exp- – I mean, he was on a bargain deal last year. He was not making very much money. Um, so I think he could get a few million – short-term deal with someone, be a nice blue liner for somebody, maybe like a, in Edmonton or a Calgary or Vancouver, someone like that. What do you think about Shattenkirk? Yeah, Shattenkirk is, uh, he was, he signed that, yeah, that low deal uh, after a buyout. And uh, he's that good puck moving uh, offensive defenseman that a lot of teams will, will be wanting, uh, especially after all the main, big free agent defensemen go. And uh, he could, he'll get a raise on what he was making last season, no, without a doubt, because of the fact of how he played in the playoffs, how he played during the regular season. But I think he does go to a team uh, that needs that puck moving defenseman. Uh, Canucks could be in the running there. Like you said, uh, Oilers need defense. They need to be, they have to be active in their, in the market for defensemen because that's what they need to move forward, especially with their two franchise uh, players there. All right, let's go to uh, Mikhail Sergachev, an RFA for the uh, Lightning, 34 points. Great D-man, top four guy. Uh, they got him in the uh, Kakanyemi trade from – or uh, Drew, was it the Druan trade? Yeah. Yeah. It was the Druan trade. Got those two mixed up. I get a lot of young forwards for the Canadians mixed up for some reason. Uh, but Sergachev, I mean, got to assume Tampa does everything they can to hold on to him, right? Oh, 100%. I mean, Sergeyev is uh, still young. He's 22 years old. He, and uh, he's that puck-moving guy that he's – yeah, I think they're going to try their hardest to to, uh, to get him back in the fold because he's an important player for them. Yeah, and I, I think that Tyler Johnson is a guy that could be on the way out. I know he has yeah. a no-trade clause trying to coordinate with him to get that figured out. They only have four mil right now, and I'm pretty sure – I'll go out on a limb and say I'm pretty sure Circuit Chad's going to get more than that. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll say. <laughs> uh, let's go to uh, let's go to UFA here. Let's talk Derek Broussard. 32 points in 66 games. Didn't play all that much for the Islanders down the stretch. Uh, you know, he's making a lot of money. He's pretty much famous for this point for being dealt for Mika Zibanejad. Um, which is still unreal to me. Uh, do you think Broussard, I, I think he's gone from the Islanders. What do you think he could be like a fourth line center for someone? Yeah, he's, he could be. And I, he did play a, a bit of a you know key role in the playoffs for them as that depth centerman. Um, yeah, he's, he's not as highly touted as he used to be. He used to be one of those top two type centermen that, uh, that was skilled enough to be there. Um, but yeah, I still think he's a great depth centerman, not at the money he's making at all, but, uh, I think a team will take a chance and, uh, sign him for that third, fourth line, uh, center role for sure, because he can still generate offense to be in that, uh, that bottom six. All right. 40 year old Joe Thornton, 31 points last year. Um, do you think, I know there was, there was a chance that he was getting dealt at the deadline. Didn't happen. Do you think one of the three options happens. He retires, he returns to San Jose, or he actually returns and goes to a contender on a short-term deal. What do you think? Well, the thing is, is Thornton can still play the game, and uh, he's still that great uh, centerman that can win face-offs, uh, and he's still a great playmaker. So I think if he doesn't go back to San Jose, I think San Jose has to move on. 
from their older guys, and uh, and Joe Thornton's one of them. Uh, if he does doesn't retire, I see him going to a you know a contending team um, to be that third, fourth line uh, veteran centerman. Um, and I don't know what type of team would be interested in him, but ultimately I think what's going to happen is he's either going to retire or, or come back to San Jose on a, on a short-term deal of that one-year type, uh, type deal. I could definitely see that one happening. Uh, Craig Smith looks like he's going to hit the market 18 goals last year, likely to not return to Nashville. Uh, do you think, could you see like a contending team getting him, maybe a second, third-line winger depending on the team? Uh, Craig Smith, what do you think about him in the market? Craig Smith is uh, is a guy that I think is is someone that the Canucks should be going after as well because I I believe the Canucks need that uh, third line to be bolstered. Uh, but Smith, I think, may be too expensive. But I, he is going to go somewhere. I mean, especially to he can still score. He's still that twenty goal guy, and uh, I'm surprised that Nashville's not wasn't pushing hard to try to re-sign him. Uh, because he is he is still a key player and can play that role and uh, be a good centerman, third line, uh, even play on the top six. So he will go – I think Montreal is a team that could uh, make a pitch for him. Um, that's who I think they, sh- they should be looking at him. That would make sense. All right, last UFA on this – or uh, two more UFAs on this page. Uh, Mikel Granlin, another Nashville player – Going to hit the open market, 17 goals, 30 points last year. Didn't really work too well in Nashville. Could be a second-line center, depending on where you go. Um, I'm thinking like a team possibly like uh, maybe the New Jersey Devils, the Florida Panthers, or someone with a lot of cap that would give him a little bit of money. Um, Maybe L.A., someone weird like that. What do you think about uh, Granlin here? Yeah, Granlin never worked out in Nashville at all with that uh, you know trade with the, with the Minnesota Wild, and there's a lot of guys that didn't work out in Nashville. Kyle Turris, another guy, just got bought out. Uh, yeah, Granlin can still be a good player. I mean, he was he was a great player in Minnesota, and it's kind of weird why he dropped off in Nashville. Probably just didn't maybe just didn't fit in the system or whatever the case may be. But I, I there is going to be a team that's going to take a chance to see if he can return to that form. Um, you know, teams that need some depth in that center ice position. And uh, I don't think he's going to be able to get a lot of money though. And that's, that's just how it was, how it is in the, in the market right now with how his performance was in Nashville. But yeah, I think a team just that needs some center ice depth uh, will go for him. I'm not, I, there's no real target. I'm looking maybe, maybe the Winnipeg Jets um, with their center position uh, being a little bit in flux. And they could maybe go for him, um, but we'll see. All right, last UFA on this page, Eric Gustafson, 29 points in 66 games, had a big breakout year a couple years ago in Chicago. Um, I think it makes sense for Calgary to bring him back, but if they don't, where do you think Gustafson could end up? Gustafson, uh, he's another guy that uh, kind of fell off after his career year there as a big point point defenseman and uh, I think Calgary's going to try to get him back and they didn't really see him too much after the trade of how how good he could uh, be with the team but he's another guy that could be that budget uh, offensive defenseman when you know teams kind of strike out on, on their big free agents because uh, he could even return to where he did score all those goals in, in Chicago because they do have a little bit of cap space, but they have to re-sign quite a few RFAs. I don't think they're going to be big players in the uh, free agent market, but there are going to be teams that are going to make a pitch for him. All right, Ilya Kovalchuk, uh, 37 years old, 26 points in 46 games, um, with or played with the Capitals and the Canadians last year. 700K he was making. He's probably going to get a little bit more. I would think if he comes back and finds a team, um, where do you think the market would go for Kovalchuk at this point? Uh, Kovalchuk, I think, won't be a guy that teams will sign until later on in free agency when they kind of look at, you know, what guys are left. Um, but he did play a really well in Montreal. It's been, there was talk about him kind of circling back to them after, uh, you know, that trade with Washington because there was – 
he, you know, a fit there. He did uh, kind of fit in with uh, the top six in Montreal. Uh, I can see Montreal looking back at him, um, but I don't think he's signing until later on when teams can kind of look at the picture after all the, the big uh, players are gone. All right, so Andreas Athanasio is traded from Detroit to Edmonton. Edmonton couldn't strike a deal with him. He, he gets, uh, doesn't get qualified, so he will be an unrestricted free agent. Uh, is there a chance that he might circle back to Detroit since they have a lot of cap space? What do you think happens with uh, Andreas Athanasio? Yeah, it was an interesting trade, I thought, when it happened, uh, that Detroit was uh, getting rid of him. But uh, I, I think with the cap space they have and how he fit in uh, in Detroit, I think uh, Detroit comes, you know, circle back with to him. But there are teams that will be looking for him for a guy like him as well because he's got speed, he's got scoring talent, he's not very old uh, as well. So again, he's going to be that guy that teams are going to look back and when they need some offense that uh, you won't have to pay him a lot. Uh, I actually, I actually like him with the Canucks too, as uh, trying to get him for a third, uh, third line type guy. So. We'll see with him, with him too, because there are a lot of teams that uh, could look at him because because of his speed. All right, uh, UFA from the Panthers, another one, and I'm assuming he won't return. Eric Howla, who was traded from Carolina or from Vegas to Carolina, from Carolina to Florida, in the Trocheck deal at the deadline, uh, he's kind of fallen off a little bit over the last couple of years. 24 points in 48 games, kind of reminds me of a Grandland situation. Still not 30 years old yet, has lost their game over the last couple of years. Maybe a guy Winnipeg looks at. What do you think about Eric Halla? Eric Halla is a guy that I think the Canucks should go up for as well because uh, he's that he's a good uh, third-line center guy. Um, I see teams, again, anyone that needs that center ice position uh, bolstered. I don't think he's coming back to Carolina. He didn't really fit in very well there. Um, but, uh, again, teams like the Winnipeg Jets looking at, uh, center because they need to replace some centermen there. And even teams like, you know, you know, Calgary as well. And I think Hall is going to go somewhere else in Carolina. I think he's going to end up out West in, in my opinion. All right, let's go over a couple more UFAs before we move on to goaltenders because there's so many UFAs and RFAs. It's just hard to keep it all together. Uh, Patrick Maroon, who wherever he goes, probably going to win a Stanley Cup, back-to-back <laughs> champ, 2019 and 2020. Uh, he made 900K last year. I think someone will give him over a million because they want to take a chance that they might win the Cup if they get him. Uh, what do you think happens with Maroon? I think he could stay in Tampa. What do you think happens? I think he, well, he won't cost a lot. I think Tampa Bay is going to try to re-sign because he's a good depth winger, but I can still, I can see teams kind of, uh, you know, going after him as well. Even um, he played really well with the St. Louis Blues and uh, I don't know, there's not a lot of cap space there, but he's not going to cost a lot. So uh, even teams like Toronto Maple Leafs uh, looking for a gritty uh, winger um, in the third, fourth lines. And there are a lot of teams that need that. So I, I think he's, he will get a lot of interest, but I think ultimately he's probably going to go back to Tampa. Yeah, I'd be all in if the Blues got him a couple-year deal, a million or 1.25, 1.5, somewhere around there. Uh, Be perfect, go back on the third line, probably play with Tyler Bozak again. That would be great. I don't think it happens, but I think he will stay in Tampa. Um, Sammy Votnin, who was – Traded from New Jersey to Carolina, an offensive defenseman, 23 points, 47 games. Uh, do you think Carolina brings him back, or could New Jersey bring him back? What do you think about Votnin? Yeah, Votnin, I think uh, Carolina is probably going to look at uh, bringing him back. He did fit in, especially with you know the injuries uh, with Dougie Hamilton there, and uh, he had to play in that top four. Um, the reason that probably acquired him. So it's like – it's going to be interesting to see with him, but again, there's there's going to be a lot of teams that are looking for defensemen uh, in the lesser money range than Petrangelo and uh, Krug and them. Um, I see, you know, even Calgary going after a guy like him, uh, the Canucks. Uh, you know, even even LA Los Angeles Kings because they are they need defense. I mean, they only have really have Drew Doughty there, but uh, we'll see what happens uh, in the end with him. All right, let's go to goaltenders now. There's a lot more 
There's a lot of intrigue on the gold center market. Um, we'll start from the middle of the pack, then go down. Henrik Lundqvist. And this is a guy that a lot of people assume he's just going to sign with the Capitals. I know that it seems like there's like a 99% chance that he becomes a Capital on Friday, which is weird. Uh, it's going to be weird to see. But uh, do you think it's like a sure thing that, that uh, King Henrik ends up in Washington? It sure sounds like it. Uh, there's a lot of rumors, strong rumors, that he has uh, already agreed to a deal, which I thought I was tampering. But uh, <laughs> it's yeah. – it's, and I thought, I thought that uh, interview process thing wasn't a part of this anymore. But uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think he probably will sign with Washington. It's just how much uh, smoke there is in there. And uh, but it's going to be weird to see him playing uh, in on a team other than the New York, New York Rangers because he's just been such an icon over there and and uh, but he still wants to play the game so uh, he will be in another jersey. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to happen. It makes sense. Have him. I don't know if he'd start. I doubt it. I think Sam Sonov kind of proved that he could be the starter there. I'm assuming Holpe's gone. Uh, new era there. But uh, how about? Anton Hudobin, what a run he had in the playoffs. Oh. Um, just unreal. Getting Coming in as the backup, Bishop goes down, steps in, gets to the Stanley Cup final. They eventually, of course, run into a buzzsaw, which is the Tampa Bay Lightning. But uh, have to assume that Dallas tries to bring him back around the same cap that he already, have, which, that he already had, which was uh, 2.5. In his regular season, I mean, he was 16, 8, and 0 a 2.22 goals against and a 9.30 save. He was really good. I mean, he's playing behind a great defense, but he's also been very good. Uh, do you think uh, Hudobin stays in Dallas? Yeah, Hudobin's uh, kind of taken over that starting job. And Ben Bishop, I don't know if they're going to try to move Bishop's contract. It's quite a big contract uh, to move. But, I mean, Hudobin has proven that he is – uh, he is a real deal of a goaltender and what a run he played. I don't know if he's going to continue it. Um, we'll see, but he will be a lot more money than I thought he would be re-signing for. And, you know, before that run, I thought the Canucks should be going after him if Markstrom's not re-signed, but he's going to be worth a lot more money than, uh, than anticipated. But Dallas is going to try their hardest to, uh, to sign him because of how he played. So, uh, and there will be other teams, especially if he goes to free agency, that need goaltending. But uh, he's going to be a solid add to whoever he goes to. So it seems like uh, Corey Crawford will not be returning to the Chicago Blackhawks. And they're going to move elsewhere. Um, it appears by all accounts of all the reports we've seen over the last few days. Um, I'm thinking a team like Carolina could use a Crawford, a veteran goaltender mm-hmm. that has been there and done that. Try to get that team over the hump. I mean, he's not as good as he used to be. That's natural. But uh, what do you think happens with Corey Crawford? Yeah, Crawford, uh, again, another long-term, long-time goaltender on, in a team is going elsewhere. And uh, Crawford's been in Chicago Blackhawks his whole career and won a few cups with them, um, but moving on. So uh, we'll see. I mean, you look at uh, he may not be that uh, starter on a team anymore, especially on a contending team. You don't really want to put – all your eggs in his uh, basket there. But I see him going to a team like Carolina that can tandem up with, uh, with another uh, solid guy. And I even, I even would be looking at, you know, if the Canucks don't re-sign Markstrom, uh, having him as that uh, veteran backup to, uh, to Demko. All right. Another veteran goaltender, Thomas Grice, likely gone from the Islanders. The Islanders have, you know, uh, Varlamov they paid. They got Sorokin coming, so it makes all, a lot of sense for him to be gone. Um, you know, I can see Grice going to a team and being a veteran backup or a team that doesn't really have goaltending and being a starter. Like, does Detroit want to bring him in or does Edmonton want to bring him in? Uh, I could see the Blues circling to him if he's available uh, later after the free agency period starts a few days, a couple weeks or whatever uh, as a veteran backup. What do you think happens with Thomas Grice? Yeah, Grice is another, another guy I think uh, the Canucks are going to look at. Uh, you know, ultimately, Markstrom doesn't come back. Uh, Detroit, Edmonton, those are two teams that, are, you know, look at pitching Mark, Markstrom too. So, uh, to be that backup and uh, even, you know, I don't know what the goaltending situation with Calgary either. I mean, they re-signed, um, well, they said that Talbot's coming, you know, is back. 
And uh, yeah, it's going to be, he's going to be a good guy because he, he's used to being that, that's one, a one B guy. So I think he's going to go to a situation and he'll play that role. All right. Uh, a couple of, a few RFAs that we know are likely to stay where they're at. Georgiev in New York, uh, Linus Olmark in Buffalo. Matt Murray is likely to resign in Ottawa. Uh, I don't know why he wouldn't. They traded a second round pick for him, but um, uh, New Jersey Blackwood should stay. Let's get to the two big dogs. Number two, Jacob Markstrom, and my prediction for Markstrom is Calgary. What do you think about Markstrom's situation? I uh, yeah, Markstrom. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think he's coming back to the Canucks, and it seems like there's just been too many snags uh, with his contract and what he wants. And there are going to be teams that are going to be putting a lot of money uh, through him, and Detroit's going to be one of them, I think. That's going to put some money to him. Uh, Edmonton. Um, I think ultimately, and this is just pains me to say it, I think Edmonton's signing him and uh, Canucks going to have to deal with him in the division. All right. Yeah, I definitely think there's a good chance that if Markstrom leaves Vancouver, he'll be staying in Canada because I, I yeah. don't really see, like, you know, Edmonton, Calgary, one of those two teams, maybe even like in Ottawa, if they pay him a lot of money, I could see. Um, let's go now to the big dog, apparently, who won 25 games, is really taking a step back. Uh, Braden Holpe making six point one. I don't even think he, I don't think any team should give him more than six point one. I don't think that, that would make any sense. At eight ninety eight, he's completely fallen off a cliff since they won the cup. Uh, there was a few years there where he was right next to Carey Price, one and two. And uh, I I think Holtby could end up somewhere like Colorado. You know, a, a contending team, a great team in front of him again was, which is what he had in Washington. But um, if Colorado can get him for a lower cap hit and then bring in Taylor Hall, I mean, there's no way they're not going to be cup favorites going into next season. What do you think about Holtby? Yeah, Holtby is an interesting case. Uh, I mean, a year ago, everyone was like, oh, he's going into a contract year. He's going to be worth the money. He's going to be a top, the top goaltending target that teams are going to tar- going to be going for. And now he's, he's probably is still, I mean, a lot of teams are still going to look at him. I don't think they should pay him more than six. I don't think he should pay him more than 4.5, but just because of his name, I think he will be getting that five, six million contract. Um, and there's been talk, there was talk about the Canucks looking at him. I don't think they should go that route, especially when they're, they're kind of balking about as signing Marston to that 6 million. And I don't think they're going to turn around and sign Holpe to it. So uh, it's going to be insane. I like Colorado as a target there because of uh, the team that they have. And he could turn it around because he is still a talented goaltender. He can sign like a cheap deal one or two years and then hit the market after that if he can get mm-hmm. better and prove himself uh, that he can still play. Um, let's go now to the rapid-fire questions before we finish this thing off. First one, which, I guess, high-tier RFA is most likely to get an offer sheet on Friday or Saturday or whenever that would happen? Um, I want to say Barzell, and uh, there are going to be teams that are just going to throw a lot of money at that guy because, you know, it, it could happen that the, the Islanders don't match it and they just take the draft picks because those are valuable too. So um, I think it, I think a GM is going to step up and, uh, and put an offer sheet to him. I agree. I think Barzell is the guy. I don't really see why a team wouldn't. I mean, Sebastian Ajo got one last year, so I think Barzell will as well. Um what do you think the biggest name will be of a player who is traded this offseason? I would say Lane from uh, Winnipeg. Uh, and there's been a lot of talk about him uh, being on the market and teams that are going to line up like crazy to try to get that guy. And I think ultimately he is going to move on from Winnipeg, which is weird to say because I thought he'd be uh, close to a lifer with them, but uh, it's a new NHL. And there's not a lot of, I don't think there's a lot of star players that are going to play that 10 12 season career with the team anymore and it's unfortunate but I think Lonnie has gone from Winnipeg I would agree and if I had to throw another name out there a couple other names I could see uh the Oliver Ekman Larson deal is going to happen at some yeah. point you'd think unless I mean I, I know that he said he won't waive his no trade clause if it's not done soon so maybe I mean there's always an outside chance that the Bruins for some reason move on from Tuka Rask I doubt it um, but that's kind of where I would go with that. And maybe, maybe you see like a Jonathan Marchessault 
or Paul Stastny traded from Vegas because Vegas has the worst cap situation in the entire league. I mean, they have zero projected cap space right now. they got to figure something out. And you have to assume, I tweeted earlier, one of their top six forwards is going to get traded. And I think it's between Marcheseau and Stastny. Um, So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Who do you think will spend the most money? This is a hard question because of the financial situation. But who do you think? I'm saying the Senators are going all in the free agent market. Lots of money. uh, Lots of talent they got. They they can – they're just like the Canucks. Uh, Canucks don't have any cap space, but – uh, with the young talent that they got and the future that they have, especially after this draft, and you see the talent that they're going to be adding, um, you've got to look at it and say, well, you know, I'm going into a great situation here um, with the teams, especially if you're going to be a, a key player on the team. I think the Senators are going to, going to be a, a team that's going to uh, play, be a big player in free agency. I could really see Petrangelo ending up there playing next to Shabbat. I could see that. That would be huge for Ottawa uh, if it did happen. Uh, plus their new uniforms, I guess, retro or going back, the old logo is great too. That That's one reason I would go there, but I'm not a player. So um, <laughs> we talked about this earlier, but will Florida retain one of Hoffman or Dadnov? I think that we both think that they will, correct? Yeah, uh, I'd say it's Dadnov that's, that's going to return. Um, they will get one of them back. I don't think they have – they can't. Let, let both go because uh, they're going to have to replace those, uh, those goals, and that's a lot of goals. All right, final rapid fire. What is your expectation for the Canucks starting on Friday? Um, I mean, it's hard to say, especially with uh, what Benning hasn't done so far, and uh, he's running out of time here. And, you know, they could be a, a big player on first day, depending on, you know, Markstrom doesn't resign. They're going to have to look at goaltending. They're going to have to look at someone that's going to pair with, with Demko. Um, they may go into the free agent market for defense, even though he said, oh, I'm not going back there. Um, I think they're going to be more active in the trade market than free agency, but uh, Benny has surprised with, with uh, how active he's been on the first day. All right. It all starts Friday. Uh, it'll be covered on thehockeywriters.com, on Twitter, all that stuff. Uh, you can follow him at Matthew Zader SC on Twitter. And uh, should be fun. Matthew, thanks for joining, and hopefully we can uh, reconvene before the 2020-21 season starts. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been fun, and uh, it's going to be an interesting first day, that's for sure. It's, it's going to be very busy, I think. Absolutely will, and I think it should be very unpredictable for sure. So it all starts Friday uh, sometime in the morning. That's all I know. So <laughs> all the coverage, hockeywriters.com and uh, Twitter. Hopefully everybody enjoys that and uh, talk to you soon.